Also, I just want to laugh at Sydney going like. <laughs> that doesn't sound like anything I'd ever say or do. You ever have those days where just like everything somehow goes right? Like even if it's setting up for things to just catastrophic failure, somehow you get through it all and you're like, wow, today was a good day. Yeah. I've seen those happen. You've seen them. I ha- feel like they don't happen. I Yeah, I know. I feel like <laughs> they're few and far between. Um, but man, Thursday? Hmm. That was one of those days. God, Thursday was a good day. It's a good day to be a Philadelphia sports fan. We are obviously all Philadelphia sports people and fans ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So I apologize if you're listening out of the Philadelphia sports market and you are having to, you know, kind of wrap your head around the kind of day that we had on Thursday. But put this into perspective. You had the Phillies who were not playing well. They were starting off the day. They had a day game against Colorado Rockies. Chance to sweep a series, which they hadn't done in forever. They had gone into the series, what, six and nine? God, they were so bad. So bad. So they had a chance to sweep a series. They were first. Then, after that, you had the Sixers who were in a game six they should have never been in. Going against the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. And then after that, you had the Eagles with their two first round draft picks. Poised to screw it up. History. <laughs> with Howie Roseman. Boys. With Howie Roseman at the helm. So that's the day that we were bracing for. Bracing for on Thursday. Thank you. The Phillies somehow escape. Seven to three, seven to one. I forget yeah, what it was. Yeah, hardly even call it an escape. I mean, it was a great game. It was, and they've been crushing the Rockies the entire time that they were in Philly. It was beautiful. It was. So okay, we get off on a good note. They got the series sweep. We're good. We're heading. But into, then you're sweating. Heading into yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna then, be honest. Then the real stakes get there. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I was rooting against the Phillies because I thought someone's got to screw it up, and I wanted to be them. <laughs> it can't be a perfect day, and I'd rather have the playoff yep. game and the draft go yeah. well than. A regular season baseball game. Um, So they win. So now we're thinking, who's it going to be? Is it going to be a game seven for the Sixers? Is it going to be, you know, uh, Howie Roseman? Yeah, (laughs) we don't know. So the Sixers start playing dominant. Yep. Utter dominance. Start to finish. The Sixers looked like the better team. They look like the team that should have swept this Raptors team in game four. Uh, if not, at least beating them in game five. But, okay, they complete the series. They beat them by 32. <laughs> I mean, it was a shellacking. Yeah. It was. And it was in it Toronto. Second. So you had the fans booing and, you know, leaving upset and all that. So very satisfying feelings mm-hmm. going into the draft. Yep, 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 yep. And then the draft happens. And again, you're sweating. 
you're sweating. And you're like, here we go. We're on the clock. And we traded up from 15 to 13. Yeah. You got to you got to hop the Ravens. Correct. And because the Ravens were sniffing out who we were trying to get. Correct. So I think that was a great move. So the Eagles trade up to 13. They draft defensive tackle from Georgia. Jordan Davis. I mean, six, six, three fifty. What do we the call man's a monster? What do we call people like that? It's a big, that's a big boy. It's a big boy. <laughs> if, you, if you were listening to the podcast at this time last year, uh, you were listening to me tell Howie Roseman, please look at those big men from Georgia. I mean, and which it, wasn't just the Eagles. I was going to say, maybe that should have been the slogan for the draft this year. Look at those big, big men, men from, from Georgia. Georgia. 15, 15 Georgia players. Unbelievable. So <laughs> the Eagles get Jordan Davis, which they yep. desperately need. You yes, know, a, an aging defensive line, especially interior, and they need somebody who can stop the run. That is something that this guy can can help with. Yeah, he's already making shirts. Like, did you see his thing? He's like, two on me means one is free." Like, <laughs> well, I'm good. like, put that on a damn T-shirt, man. Like, let's go. <laughs> He'll be selling that outside yeah. the uh, outside. It's the gonna link. be a ten dollar parking lot T-shirt. <laughs> so, so then it's bated breath. Correct. Yeah. Correct. They have one more pick, and before we could even get to it. It's traded. Now the Titans are on the clock, and you're looking around like, what what's going world? on? What's happening? And then the, the report comes in that Howie Roseman trades that pick and two others, three others. I think it was two. Two other picks that I don't give a single hoot about. Like <laughs> For A.J. Brown. Sold. Solid gold night for the Eagles. Absolutely. They got a big-bodied receiver to help Jalen Hurts. They got a run-stuffing huge guy uh, to put on their defensive line, maybe make Fletcher Cox better, maybe make the pass rushers better. Hopefully. Um, the 76ers complete a playoff series finally in a game we were all holding our breath in, and the Phillies won. One of those days in sports where just everything goes your way. Yeah, and then we sleep on it. And sleep we're feeling sleep good. tightly and snugly in bed. Happy as a clam. Friday. And in the most anti-Christmas feeling, <laughs> we what wake holiday up. is the opposite of Christmas? Uh, what Whatever happened up? on Friday was the opposite of Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Because okay. we get up and it's reported that now Joel Embiid, the star of said Sixers in the midst of a playoff run, is now going to be out indefinitely because he was elbowed in the face by Pascal Siakam. And he had the foul. And he got called for exactly. while being mocked by the fans and the commentators. And the commentators. Talk about was, a freaking clown franchise. Bro. It's pretty. I mean, in it the makes moment, sense. So okay, they got Drake. You put Come it on, in perspective. Man. Joel Embiid, the possession before, had just scored. It was a pretty dominant basket. He puts the ball in the in the hoop, and he comes back down the floor doing like the the airplane. That's fine. Celebration. celebration, which they hate. He's done that more than once and don't act surprised. The very next possession, Pascal Siakam elbows him in the face. Okay. Broke an orbital bone in his face again and, and, a gave, it, and gave him a concussion. <laughs> so that's great. He's now out indefinitely for the first two games, at least of this mm -hmm. next series. That's not the worst thing to happen on Friday, in my opinion, because <laughs> after the sweep in the Rockies out of Citizens Bank, we go up to City Field and we're feeling good. We're going to go play the Mets who are winning the division, kind of run away with it at this point, but we're going up that rival and not a single hit. Oops. We get combined no hit by the flipping Mets. 
just Nola looked good though. I'll give him that. <laughs> oh God, I felt so bad for him. Aaron Nola. He's pitched great the last two times. And How many times have you said like Nola does his job and then the game gets ruined? It, that's so much. It's kind of how we used to talk about like Cole Hamels when he would pitch. We'd be like looking forward to Cole Hamels' starts. And yeah. Then, God, we could. That's the one time the offense doesn't show up. Yep. Um, and, and it just hurts extra because this year, it's, you know, especially we got these guys to come in and hit. We got the Castellanos. We got the Schwarber. We have Bryce Harper. We have Reese Hoskins. And like the list goes on. DD's hitting. Boom is hitting. Uh, Roman Quinn is stealing. <laughs> Roman Quinn is stealing. He's back. Oh, Dubles hitting. Like uh, all these people, right? And we can't muster a one, just a one hit against the Mets, our most bitter rivals. So it quite literally was the best of times followed by the exact opposite of the best of times, which would be the worst of times. I don't know. The Eagles had a good Friday. The Eagles did continue to have a good couple of nights. Yeah, they got a, a center that was approved successful. by Jason Kelsey. So what would have been the worst of times if the Eagles just then like two quarterbacks? <laughs> <laughs> not one. <laughs> not one, but two. <laughs> if they would have picked Malik Willis after all that, who slipped way down the charts, man. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, that was shocking. But then, uh, the Phillies also bounced back. They this did. Is true. They won last night. They did. They're Thank staying God. at 500. They won dominantly. It was like four to one. It's great. So all things considered. And Joel Embiid is going to play in the series probably. So, so everything's going to be okay. I guess let's let's start there. Well, okay. Roller let's, coaster. Let's start with the actual worst thing that happened this week, which was the fact that we went to a dollar dog night at Citizens Bank Park and Had a foul a ball night. was hit to me. And I, I was unable to catch it. It hit him right in the hands. People. Okay. All right. Listen. All right. They could Listen. not have thrown it better. Let's set no, the that's scene. That's not true. <laughs> Let's set the scene. First of all, it was absolute bedlam. Okay. The night was insanity. Yeah, I was think college most? finals had just ended for a lot of schools in Philadelphia or something because the people there, jeez, were. That was the funniest crowd I've ever been with at that. Uh, I, unmatched. And on a Tuesday. Hot, and to add hot dogs to that? Yeah. 30,000 of them? 30,000 yeah. 30, hot fans, dogs in the mix? 34,000 hot dogs sold that night. Unbelievable. They were talking about it next morning on the radio. Okay, so we're there. And, and this was one of the games against the Rockies. The Phillies had dominated. The, and I think they scored 10 runs that night. Um, so a lot of people had already made for the exits. Uh, they stopped selling hot dogs around the seventh inning. So that's kind of when people started exiting. Uh, top of the eighth inning. A foul ball is hit, and and we're sitting. We've been peppered what? with foul balls that night. We like, we were. We had been, pe- but the net. Yeah. Because we were honestly, I, I'll say like too close because the net was yeah so high. So we weren't getting a lot of foul balls in our area because of this net. But a right-handed batter for the Rockies comes up. He just kind of lawn darts <laughs> a ball right over the net. So it, I mean, it's. In front of me, which is like there's only three or four rows in front of me. And I reach my hands out as if, you know, a wide receiver would in a basket method. And you're leaning what? Two rows two forward? Two rows up, two yeah. Two rows forward. And it I was a stretch. More or less, I, I don't know if you've ever caught a foul ball, maybe you can sympathize here, but I was kind of expecting a battle. 
I was kind of expecting someone to like get in next to me or like hit my hand out of the way or, you know, make a contested catch kind of thing. Well, that is what followed. Just not for you. Just not for me. <laughs> uh, I take the brunt of the hit, which if you've ever caught a foul ball is, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. But the spin of the ball spins off my top hand. Ball goes in front, you know. A woman literally threw herself head first two rows ahead of her and did not end up with the ball. She put her entire body on the line and these two girls eating no, ice cream no. got it. The only person who put their body on the were line was first, me. Were you head first at the bottom of a row in Citizens Bank Park? Because I don't think so. No, I wasn't. It was also raining. I like that detail to be, you know, wet hands, wet hands. Wet, wet hands, wet, wet ball. Wet ball, yeah. Okay. But anyway, if you want to meme me for anything, that's... I. Quite literally, I will never forget this moment. Until you redeem yourself. Until I redeem myself and catch another ball, which mm. pff, we it could be years, people. Could That's be. not true. It could be years. Can we talk more about how chaotic this Phillies game was? I know we have other things, but it wasn't pretty was chaotic. So game. many things. There was this guy heckling the crap out of people. And also, they pulled the guy he was heckling out of the lineup. Did you see that? Yeah, CJ Crone. Yes. <laughs> Well, he was getting heckled, and then uh, and then this guy went down to the net and was. If I was the security guard, I'd be watching him. I mean, he was pressing his lips through one he of the holes, grabbed yeah. the net, and Which, pulled it up to his face, and was screaming through it. It was and hilarious. I don't think. I, I mean, I'm not an expert on how sound travels, but I don't think a net <laughs> is what's limiting the sound. The sound from from getting You're to probably the first right. baseman. You're probably right. Well, and um, let's be honest, I don't think that sound was ever not reaching the first baseman. I'm pretty sure he heard. Yeah. <laughs> it was just ignoring. <laughs> and and uh, listen, I will say, Philadelphia fans absolutely brutal. However, CJ Crone tried to do, you know, he tried to get away with just like, you know, all right, maybe I'll just like, you know, kick the dirt a little bit or, you know, I'll pound my glove a couple times to just say that like I'm not listening to this and that fan Every little thing CJ Crone was doing, he's like, Kick yeah, that's dirt. right. Kick that dirt. Yeah. How's that glove smell? Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. It was very funny. Um, and then this guy proceeds to buy 10 to 15 hot dogs, which were a dollar. It was 10 the first round. Mm -hmm. 10 the first 10 round. 10 bucks on hot dogs and handed them out. Started trying to throw them. Was told he needed to stop trying to throw them. So he's running up and down the aisle, handing them out. Everyone cheering, having a great time getting hot dogs. It's great. Buys another five, and chaos ensued. He threw one, and it opened. So think like tinfoil and bun, and then just the hot dog in the middle. Keeps going. Uh, later in the game, we asked, you know, what happened to that guy, and the usher let us know that um, the hot dogs were hitting people. So Somebody complained, and he ran out and was told <laughs> he, not to return. He did run, like, away from the police. So. <laughs> That and was then, our that was our dollar dog performance. I mean, and then we were doing the wave, and people were throwing hot dogs. Yep. His memory, unreal. And did you know that you know John Cruck? Yes. Did, did you know that he got a concussion that night? Yes. From when the from Philly fanatic the yes. was up <laughs> at the. Th so like, this is the most chaotic game I've ever been to in my entire life. Don't want to dwell on it too long. I just if you go to a dollar dog night, expect one, chaos. There's one the night that this show comes out. Tuesday night Correct. is the last dollar dog night of the season. Of the season Correct. that's on the calendar oh right gosh. now. I bet they would get more people. I just think it was especially rough for me because I, I missed this foul ball. Uh, and I pride myself on being a guy who can, like, catch stuff. So He's got hands. You know. Mm. And it came, it came the same week as, like, other people were catching balls with babies in their hand. And another guy 
you know, caught a ball. He was wearing jorts and he like lunged over a, a section of seats to catch a ball. Mm. Um, it wasn't as bad as the A's guy who splashed his date with splashed is generous the entire board dumped uh and he didn't even end up with the ball so uh, not the worst foul ball but you know certainly not the not best, best. <laughs> getting back to basketball yeah sorry for the hot the hot dog detour back to basketball it's nba playoffs if you haven't uh, if you haven't noticed um the first round ended without much intrigue i guess i mean the most intrigue is probably the 76ers right yeah yeah um, but there were no game sevens. All of the higher seeds won, um, which tells me one of two things. It tells me, number one, the NBA is very evenly spread with talent, so much so that you know the teams that are at the top are actually deserving to be at the top. Uh, and number two, it tells that we are in some, for some of the best playoff basketball ever because mm. these teams are quite literally one bounce away from each other. Like the one seed, three seed, they could be separated by like a free throw. Who knows? Yeah. Right. So I will go through the series here. We have the Heat versus the Sixers. Yikes. As the first one. I don't know how you feel about having Joel out, but. Uh, I feel bad. <laughs> but also, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of the Heat. If we were playing the Celtics or the Bucks, I'd be more afraid. I think that the Sixers. The Heat, it's not even the Heat's offense, right? You take the Heat's offense out of it. That's Bam Adebayo. That's Jimmy Butler. That's Tyler Hero. Mm -hmm. You know, Kyle Lowry. All those guys. Take them out of it. Look at the defensive side of the ball. You're now down to James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, maybe Tobias Harris on the Mm -hmm. offense for the Sixers. Mm -hmm. I don't know who of them can go one-on-one against Jimmy Butler or can go one-on-one against Bam Adebayo at the rim. Like, I don't know where the Sixers are going to get scoring. Yeah, because Joel, whether he plays decoy or whether he plays dominant center basketball, you know, that adds a layer to it where, oh, okay, there's some intrigue here. I think the Sixers could really give him a series without him. I don't know how games one and two go. I don't know. But the the thing with the heat is they they can fall into a funk where they with their offense stuttered like sputters to nothing. They and they have to rely 100% on their defense, right? Which works not in our favor. Right. So it it will have to be a shootout. No pun intended. I, yeah, I don't know. And it, it, uh, obviously a lot of people are going to put pressure on James Harden to be the guy. Yeah. Um, Tyrese Maxey has to score 30. I, that's that's 28 or more for me. I think he Tyrese, has to Tyrese has to Tobias be has to be over 23. Danny has and to hit his shot. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like everything kind of has to go right for us to steal one in Miami. Right. Uh, and even if we come back to Philly and let's say Joel is playing. It's not going to be a hundred percent. He already had the thumb injury right. and now he has this on top of that. I, I don't know. I, I don't love where the Sixers are right now. Things obviously change because basketball happens. Between Can we now and then, but sign? No, no, uh, no signing Seth Curry back. No, right now in my dreams. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice to have an Andre Drummond right? About yeah. Now? Can just say yeah, please. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Uh, I also in the East. We had the Celtics. And the Bucks game one is actually being played as we record today. Mm-hmm. Would you like a live update? Yes, please, Evan. Where are we? Right, where we are we go. looking right now? The Bucks are winning twenty-seven to twenty-four at the end of the first. Yep. Who are you rooting for in that? Who am I rooting for? Yeah, the Celtics. I'm rooting for the Bucks. What? 
Why? Why are you saying? Who are you saying what to? Yeah. There's two of us. Yeah. We said opposite <laughs> answers. Yeah. Evan, I was wetting you. Okay. Oh, well, I think the Sixers can beat the Bucks. That's why I'm rooting for them. Interesting. Okay. I'm Interesting. worried about the Celtics, which recently Celtics hater, but I think they have a more complete team. Your recent, as in you're a new Celtics hater, or no, no, no. Recently, I was saying the Celtics were frauds. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but. We'll see. I think the whole series comes down to the health of Chris Middleton. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if he's able to play, if he, you know, can be effective when he plays, um, that, that'll be a big story for me, at least. Um, obviously, the Bucks have Giannis. Obviously, the Celtics have Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. Um, but a lot of times, the, the series comes down to other people. You know, the Derek Whites, if you will, for the Celtics. Um, the Drew Holidays for the Bucks, the Brooke Lopez's for the Bucks, um, guys like that. So, uh, if I had to make a pick right now, I'll pick the healthier team, and that is the Celtics. And obviously, they have the home court advantage. So, I mean, I'm I'm not picking who I think will win. I'm thinking who I would like to win. You'd like the the Bucks, Bucks to win, right? But that's as a Sixers fan. Who you think will win, win is probably the Celtics. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think the same. I think it will go like seven said, games, though. They are a complete team. They have they have playmakers on every level. So Exactly right. Um, now, in the West, we had the Suns survive. A little bit of a scare there from the Pelicans. Mm. Uh, and then the Mavs kind of took care of the Jazz. Thank God. I, I don't like the Jazz. I'll put that out there. I'll be on record. Say, I don't like the Jazz. Rudy Gobert had no blocks the last three games. It's not even like... I. You know, obviously, I don't like Rudy Gobert for his stuff, but like Donovan <laughs> Mitchell, don't love him. Uh, just the Jazz Stadium makes it like hurts to look at when you watch their games. You don't like Utah? I just not a huge fan. Hmm. So anyway, glad to see them not moving on. But the Mavs are playing the Suns, and you got Luca or yep. Devin Booker. Correct. You're forgetting about the guy, the most important guy in round one, CP3. Yeah. I think he th- saved it there. Yeah, he really did. <laughs> Him. I like Chris Paul. I like. I love Chris Paul. What's not to like about Chris Paul? I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. I oh. like Chris Paul. Hey guys, if you didn't know, Evan, fan of Chris Paul. Likes Chris Evan's Paul. a fan of Chris Paul. And Silas <laughs> is not a fan of the jazz. That's all on the Listen, record. I don't yeah. like jazz. I, I. You like jazz? No, excuse <laughs> me. I don't like the jazz. Jazz music. I take it or leave it. Take it or, take or leave, leave it. it. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, but I think the Suns will probably advance, make short work of the Mavs. That's my, in my opinion, you, I think I'm with you on that. I, ba- I'm basing this on I think the Pelicans, who they played in round one, are better than the Mavericks are. Interesting. Personally, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. I think that team offers a bigger challenge to the Suns specifically than the Mavericks will. So uh, I will take the Suns in that series. And then finally, the Grizzlies against the Warriors. Ja versus Steph. That's what it's marketed as. Steph is winning. Steph has to win. I think it's going to be five. uh, Golden State and five. Don't get me wrong, people. (laughs) Ja, exciting player. Very athletic. Very Russell Westbrook-esque at times. Would you agree? I mean... Yeah, I was just cringing at the Russell Westbrook's mention. We forget how good he is. I mean, Russell Westbrook, athletic freak. Yeah, big stinker this year, though. (laughs) But we have John Moran, who's like looking real young, real bouncy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a leader on the team. Uh, the Grizzlies are young. They're hungry. I just don't see them beating the, the Warriors. I yeah, think they don't, they don't have that playoff it. experience. 
This is it. This is the playoff experience. They need uh, someone to teach them what it's like to lose first before they're able to to win. It's a hard pill to swallow. It is. So anyway, that's that's a little bit of your NBA playoffs. Um, And obviously, we'll all be looking to see when, if Joel can play. I think if he's cleared from concussion... He's playing no matter what. I, I don't was, care if his face. Is, he doesn't care if his face is broken. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I uh, didn't know the concussion protocol for the NBA. Did, did you know it's 24 hours? Is it? I thought it was five days. No, it is. It is 24 days. hours of symptoms gone. Oh, well, maybe that's oh, why. symptoms gone. Well, that's yeah. different. He could. But, but it, like you don't have to wait for five days. If he feels fine the next day, he could go and play. Mm. Yeah, I. I feel similarly to you that the broken bone in a face is now what's going to keep him out of the playoffs. It's going to be something that the he rules. can't walk. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I hope you didn't throw away your fear the mask shirts because they're worth something now. You got to break them back out. Should he just wear those all the time? The masks. Also, how bony are Pascal Siakam's elbows? Have you seen him? Yeah, look at him. He's all bone. Oh, my God. Everybody on, the Raptors, yeah. Yeah. Everybody on the Raptors is like bony and skinny. I wish I was bony and skinny, but like, you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I take halfway. <laughs> <laughs> I take halfway between where I am now and what, you know, Pascal Siakam is. Yeah. No, but like him, Chris Boucher, they were all just long. And I think that was part of the reason the Sixers struggled was because they're not as long, but like <laughs> it's lo- like long. Like, yeah, like, like like their arms are just yeah. so freakishly lo- like Danny get, Green's got T Rex arms. Well, yeah, you got Danny Green, George Niang, right. people, like Tobias Harris isn't particularly long. Like feels like a pretty average just, team. Yeah, it and Matisse has probably got the longest arms, and he, he couldn't play. He would have <laughs> helped, wouldn't he? Yeah. Oh God. But, oh anyway. well. He's back for the rest of the playoffs now. Thank God, because <laughs> we don't have to go to another country to play. What yeah. an unfortunate like the chances of that happening. Well, I mean, why doesn't Mexico have a team? I, Genuinely, I'm not really sure why Toronto would, has a no. team. If I'm being honest, no, no. <laughs> so we have the Toronto Raptors. What would the Mexican team be called, Evan? I don't know. Monterey Rattlesnakes. Ooh, oh, yeah. I kind of like it actually. Sidestep oh that god. pothole. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of potholes, oh my god, we have a break to get to. But after the break, uh, we will talk. All about the NFL draft. We hit on it a little bit in this segment, but we will actually hit it full on like the pothole that I just hit. So Nice. Hey, sports fans. Are you sick of getting dogged by other sports books? Need something different and exciting to bet on? Well, introducing my vet bet, the only sports book that doesn't monkey with your money. With thousands of prop bets across all your favorite sports, from horse racing to dog shows, fishing and more, you'll never run out of things to bet on. And with our new Ask a Vet feature, you can ask the advice of a real licensed veterinarian and what their thoughts are on the competitors, so you can have the confidence that you're making a great bet every time. My Vet Bet, where there is always a bonus for betting the underdog. We're offering $100 in free bets with promo code NEUTER. Our betting is no bull. So join us at MyVetBet and leave those other sports books to the wolves. 
And now for your headline huddle. The Colorado Rockies have placed newly acquired Chris Bryant on the 10-day injured list with back soreness. The struggling left fielder had signed a seven-year $182 million deal in the offseason, but is still looking for his first home run with his new club. The Chicago Bears and quarterback Nick Foles have agreed to mutually part ways. The 33-year-old Super Bowl MVP only started one game last season, a 25-24 thrilling win over the Seattle Seahawks. And finally, in true Las Vegas fashion, a couple was married on the stage of the NFL Draft. Accompanied by a best man and a maid of honor that were dressed as Cleopatra and a Roman guard, the couple gave their vows and kissed before being named man and wife. Back to you, Evan and Silas. The 2012 NFL quarterback draft class is almost done. I'm not ready to talk about that yeah, yet. Yeah, are we just ready to <laughs> ignore the fact that a, a couple got married and Cleopatra was Why there? Why did that need to happen? I don't know. Did they raise I, her from the dead? Well, she came out with a bouquet of flowers, the the wife did. Uh, and then she like hands them to this Cleopatra. Like, she's in all this regalia. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> It's the most <laughs> Vegas thing ever, and it's happening in the middle of a football draft. I, Were they just like a random couple? Were they like a fo- like? What's the? I couldn't tell you the story. Oh, they got engaged. Okay, Brianna McAllister and Toby Costner also got engaged on the stage at the 2021 draft in Cleveland. So they then oh. proceeded to get married at the 2022 draft. So who do they know at the NFL to Why get that they happen? Get engaged in 2021 at the draft. Why are this we? Why do we, uh, th- these people? Just do these things, and we're expected to be like, oh, good for them. I mean, listen, good for them. I hope they have a long, happy marriage. But this is unrelated to that. The Vegas wedding thing is kind of played out. That said, everybody's really buying into this whole Vegas thing we have going. All these teams are moving there. I just all don't the like money that. is being I, spent there. I said this before. Just I, they're only bringing it there because all the gambling is there. They're not like there's no real fans there. Well, why why does F one feel the need to be in a place like Saudi Arabia? What because of the money? Yeah, exactly. It was Julius Caesar and Cleopatra because Caesar's Entertainment was hosting the, the draft this year. I get Boo. it now. I get it. Now. And they, hold on, no, to me now. that was I not Caesar because JB Smooth is Caesar and he was <laughs> not there. Do you think JB Smooth regrets those commercials? I I think they were hoping for a Bud Knight level of fandom. I mean, who do you know as the Caesar Sportsbook guy? I know it does JB Smooth. I Yeah, but he's not it's their commercials aren't funny. Put that on the poll. Are the Caesar Sportsbook commercials funny? Who I would think you, the ones with Peyton Manning are funny. Who would you rather be friends with? Bud Knight or yeah, Caesar? Put that on the poll as well. I miss the Bud Knight. Bring him back. Well I'm just thinking like what are DraftKings commercials? DraftKings commercials are just that lady yelling at us. It's true. About what new customers can get. Well, How about what existing customers can get, huh? How about that? I'll say, Lady. well, what, what service do you use? I use DraftKings. I see. They don't even need a commercial. They, they already got you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not points bet with Drew Brees and Allen Iverson. God. What's the other? Bet Rivers. Do they have anybody? What's the one? What's his name does? <laughs> oh, yeah, that one. <laughs> oh, what's his name? <laughs> you got to give me a little bit more than that. <laughs> Drew Brees. Yeah, points, points bet. bet. Yeah. He's points bet. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, flipping weird, other marrying people on the draft stage. Uh, anyway, Rockies, good signing. $182 million, and the guy just cannot hit, and he cannot stay healthy now. So that's hilarious, in my opinion, mostly because the Phillies were in that market, and we 
<laughs> chose to not. And thank God for and once. Yes, thank goodness. Yeah, dodged a bullet, I would say. But let's let's talk about the NFL draft because obviously that's where all of our attentions were this week. Um, Thursday night, obviously, was round one. Second day is rounds two and three. And then, what, Saturdays four through seven. Yep. Um, the Eagles, we'll start there because that's the home team. Home team. Uh, Evan, give me a quick review. What, you do, what did you think? Yeah, you give me a grade, sure. I will give Howie Roseman an A. An A. He got Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. We got A.J. Brown. Yeah. Great picks. Uh, they got a center that was approved by Jason Kelsey. What else? What more could you want? I forget his name. Uh, anybody want to tell me his name? Who? The center? <laughs> yeah. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Thanks. Let me look that was it up. super helpful. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was, he's not the, the headline guy. So you got three headline guys. I know three. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Jordan Davis. Cameron Jurgens. If that's not an offensive lineman's name, I don't know what is. I, you're uh, right about that. Number uh, 56 overall from Nebraska. Uh, but then the steal, the steal of the draft. Nicobe Dean in the third round. So I don't know what why the that, heck. Why did he last that long? Because he has he has injury. He was injured at the national championship game. Oh, so you're base. It's a rent. You're like, he's not going to play this year. No, he is. He, he said he's going to be a full participant, but he also, I believe I read that he had a shoulder injury that needed surgery that he refused surgery for, and there's like significant concern about it deteriorating and becoming mm. a real problem. Yeah, well, I think oh, that was him. Find out a minicamp in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, either way, a third round pick, that's absolutely an take absolute that. steal. And then they picked up uh, another linebacker. I haven't seen an Eagle pick a linebacker since Ike Reese to, <laughs> in 1998. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think they've picked someone before since then. Probably. Probably. I hope so. Uh, Kyron Johnson from Kansas. And our last pick was Grant Calcaterra from SMU tight end. So the f- the funny thing is I know all of those places. I've heard of these colleges. I know mm. those names. Yep. Yep. Uh, who I don't know is <laughs> who the hell the Patriots picked. Well, okay. Tale as old as time. See, that's, yeah, it's classic Belichick that he picks a guy that nobody's ever heard of and that ESPN can't get footage of, so they just throw <laughs> his picture up there. Uh, Which is his, like, senior picture. But, like, it's, I was telling Evan this at the draft, is when the Patriots have never had an exciting draft, never, and he said, well, you should be lucky that they've never had an exciting draft. They're always at is the end true? of the first round. Yeah. They're not, you know, needing any anything because they're always winning. Uh, which, yes, but at the same time, now would be the time. Right? Uh, that's true. That's very we're, true. We're like fringe playoff team, maybe. I don't know. You uh, had a pretty exciting draft last year, and it turned out well. Yeah, we did. We did have a good draft last year, but it a lot of times it doesn't pan out until after the season. And like you know, today the Eagles won the draft, right? Yeah, and that's like exciting for you, and you know you, you're now filled with like hope and like, oh man, we might win the division, go to the playoffs, all this success. Like I don't know. That the Patriots did that. The Jets certainly did. And now I'm worried that did the Patriots get, you know, leapfrogged by the Jets because they're picking defense, defense, wide receiver. Uh, I don't know. You have to watch everybody in your division. Pull more people in and you're watching them overdevelop. But it's it's not even someone I could really get excited about. It's not like, you know, a big wide receiver like A.J. Brown or, um, 
you know, a quarterback or a running back. It's like I get the most boring position at a school <laughs> I've never heard of in the middle. Like Chattanooga. Okay, yes, I've heard of Chattanooga, but like the fact that this guy was given a third round grade and we picked him 29th overall after trading back from our original pick. Like right. it's just, I don't know, a little lackluster on my end. I'm surprised you didn't go defense right away. That's what Cause I, you lost like 20 to 30% of your defense this year. Yeah. Free agency, but I don't know. know. It, we'll, we'll see. It'll pan out. I'm sure there's an undrafted free agent that bill has in the, you know, the works that's going to be like the next Malcolm Butler or something, but who knows? Speaking Possible. of Malcolm Butler, he's back this year. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Moving on to what I thought was one of the bigger highlights of round one was the Ravens traded Marquise Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. Now, Marquise Hollywood Brown was like their leading receiver. You know, put away Mark Andrews for a second. Their leading receiver. He had his best year ever last year, and they traded him. And all the media this week was like, oh, my gosh, Lamar Jackson was taken by surprise by the move and blah, 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 blah. And like, give me a break with these crocodile tears that Lamar Jackson <laughs> is shedding for Marquise Hollywood Brown. I know they're friends. I know they're teammates. But like Marquise Hollywood Brown's going back to play with his college quarterback in Arizona with Kyler Murray. And uh, Lamar Jackson, you're going to be better off for this because now you only have to throw to one person, and that's Mark <laughs> Andrews. You don't have to make reads, which you're not good at. Nor do you have to throw the ball deep <laughs> down the field, which you're also not good at. So give me a break. This with is this. a dream situation for Lamar Jackson. Uh, like, oh, no. You only got to do five-yard dink and dunk passes with Mark Andrews all year. Uh, whatever. And they also got him an offensive lineman. After all that, now you're even more protected, Lamar. You're welcome. And they even told him before the trade. They were like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, if you think it's going to make like you could have objected there, Lamar, you could have been like, no, if you trade him, absolutely not. I will not play. Well, no. that's right. That's the thing. He's acting surprised, but it's been public that there have been trade negotiations or, or uh, contract negotiations ongoing. And he was unhappy with the number they had. Right. That, that wasn't and a secret. And Hollywood Brown had even said, hey, listen, I'm not cool with this whole running offense we have here. You know, like it's a run first offense in, in Baltimore. Hollywood Brown being a wide receiver. Yeah. And that cuts into his targets. So he's like, you know, I'd probably prefer to go somewhere else. So he requested a trade. He told Lamar that well, Lamar, you know, your friend requested a trade. Why are we surprised that when he actually gets right. traded? And then everyone's like, oh, poor Lamar Jackson, poor Lamar Jackson. My butt can't stand that guy. Yeah, if I was Lamar Jackson, I'd be. I don't know. I think the Ravens are poising to let him go because they haven't signed him. Who? He hasn't gotten in section. Lamar Jackson. Oh, he's still on his rookie deal. Mm -hmm. I think they see the writing on the wall of a quarterback who can't throw. <laughs> I, I don't he, think that's true. They've I done think it is. They have done their gone. best, right? Like they drafted Kyle Hamilton to yep. beef the defense a yep. little bit. They drafted this offensive lineman to beef the O line because guess what? They're going to be running the football a lot because that is their DNA. Um, but in terms of quarterback play, I don't know. They probably could stand to make some improvements. And if Lamar Jackson thinks that he legitimately is the guy to lead this team to a Super Bowl, then you shouldn't be surprised nor offended when they send Hollywood Brown to Arizona. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. 
I think I think his clock's ticking. Genuinely. Put that on the poll. Is the clock ticking for Lamar Jackson? Yes or <laughs> yes. No? Uh home cooking seemed to be another theme of this year's <laughs> draft. Um and when I when I say that, I just mean a lot not a lot. Two guys in particular were drafted by the teams that they played college football at. So mm-hmm. the first of which, which, oh God, don't get me started on the Jaguars. But the Jaguars with the first overall pick, like they do every year, pass on the guy that everyone says is should probably should be the number one overall pick. And they pick this other guy from Georgia. Great, fine, whatever. Aiden Hutchison, the guy we've said for months now, is the number one overall pick consensus. He then drops to the Lions, who are at two, and they're thinking, hey, man, guy played his <laughs> ball at Michigan. He grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Let's bring him back to Michigan. So that's what they do. Interesting story. I think it'll be fun. We'll see. <laughs> my, my opinion on the Lions has dramatically changed. This time last year, I was saying they will not win a football game. They won three. Okay, so I wasn't far off, but but their roster is much better now. Yeah, they still have a bum quarterback, though. Bum quarterback, but they have DeAndre Swift. They got, you know, two decent wide receivers that are young. Uh, Panay Sewell, who's a good offensive young lineman. Uh, and now they have Aiden Hutchison on the defensive end. So, like, it's looking up in it's Detroit. It's a slow build, but, it, but it, I think hopefully, hopefully they do bad enough that they're in the top 10 next year and they can get their quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the plan because it was a weak quarterback class. So yeah, that's true. And maybe that's why I was kind of like out on the draft this year, just because I'm like, there's no quarterback to the watch names. for. Yeah, the names aren't like rolling off the tongue like a Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields year. You know. Yeah. True. So. Uh, and then another person who's actually funny enough, a quarterback, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Kenny Pickett, who played his college football at the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah, he's not even changing stadiums. Not even changing His stadiums. lockers stay in put. I, I kind of love this. I, I do like when guys stay where they were because the fan base that they have, you know. Yep. Planted their flag in. Yeah, and they get to stay that way. Not to say that like all Steelers fans are pit football fans. No, but, like, but it's certainly probably a more accessible market, right? Absolutely. And now you probably get college kids who watched him yep. at Pitt probably say, yeah, let's go see a Pittsburgh Steelers game. It's the same guy. It's the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers will ever be interesting. Now, will <laughs> will, will Kenny Pickett be able to outplay Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky for the starting Probably. Draft? What? What? I think so. They both stink. <laughs> it's just that. Do you want the guy who wears two gloves and can't throw a ball, or do you want a guy who's got a bum shoulder? Oh, man. Given the t- the option, I don't know. I, w- I might pick the younger of the I two. I would take Kenny Pickett just because you don't know what you got. Well, roll yeah, the right? dice. Yeah, roll like, the dice. You know, it, I know what Mitch Bisky. We is. all knew what Alex Smith was, right? In Kansas yes. City, throw Pat Mahomes in there. Maybe he's the best quarterback we've ever seen since Tom Brady. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he gets a fifteen-year deal and and changes <laughs> the football forever. Who maybe, knows? Maybe. <laughs> but like, we wouldn't know until you throw him in there. So I think that's where they'll. But the Steelers are entrenched in like tradition and doing things the right way. And like when your opportunity comes to you, it will come to like what are the chances Mitch Trubisky does get hurt? Okay, pretty high. Thank you. Uh, So, but do you think do you think I mean before Dwayne Haskins died that 
Mitch was going to start over Dwayne Haskins. I would have started Dwayne Haskins. Uh, it would have been a competition for sure. I, I think he has a bigger upside. I think what's interesting about that whole situation and, you know, obviously it's a very sad situation, but um, what's intriguing about it is before the draft, they had like two, you know, three, if you're including the practice squad guys, quarterbacks that would be competing for a role on that team. And then once all that stuff happens with, you know, Haskins, now you're left with just Mitch Trubisky and you're kind of, your, your hand is forced. Like, if they yeah. were sitting at 20 and they needed a quarterback, you know, would they have done that had they had Dwayne Haskins and, and Mitch Trubisky? I don't know. Probably not. Maybe they really like Kenny Pickett. I don't know. I don't know. I think they picked the wrong quarterback. You think they should have gone Willis? Exactly. Hmm. I think he has a bigger upside than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> I will say it's interesting to see that um, the big school quarterbacks didn't get as much respect as like Liberty or Pitt. Pitt's a big school. Don't get me wrong, but no, it's I know what you mean. You know, they're not Texas or Auburn, Alabama, like those big yeah. Notre Dame. It's not the big name schools. It's like, oh, maybe we take a flyer on the kid from Liberty. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The other thing was just like, this is just superstition with Kenny Pickett. Never take the quarterback with two gloves ever. Also, his last name is Pickett. <laughs> how how oh long before God. until he throws a pick? A that, picket. That, a picket that, six. The <laughs> that freaking Joe Buck's like and there it is, Joe Pickett, or whatever his name is. What's his name? Kenny. Kenny. Oh Sorry, Joe. I had Joe on the brain. Kenny Pickett. And wow, they can. I, I was just it. gonna say, yeah, can he pick it? Yeah, man. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. Wow. That's, that's, that's got Mumbo Evan. Jumbo. I can't. T- I don't want to touch that at all. Great point by you. Oh my god. Yeah. Stay. Can he pick it? Yeah, he can. Yes, he can. Stay away. That's gonna be on every Sports Center can't highlight. The first time he interception. Yep. Oh, pick six. I think we play the Steelers this year. Oh boy. I will say this week was kind of boring in terms of sports. Really? Yeah. Like the first round of the NBA playoffs was, it was kind of exciting at times. Yeah, but it, like it all went to chalk. Right. And then we do play the Steelers just for reference. And then the NFL draft happens and like there's no big changes. Like sure, the Eagles probably had the biggest headline of the draft, but like they're the most positive. I still getting, think that Joel is the biggest headline. Oh, yeah, but I'm saying like nobody's getting like a franchise quarterback. Well, right. This draft class was kind of underwhelming, I think, in general, right? Like, you know, there wasn't anybody yeah, and baseball's a, it, we're, we're in a weird place in sports right now. Okay, in a I bit just, of a lull. A bit of a lull. Yeah. We'll, we will find something to talk about. I promise. Oh, I mean, let's be clear. We've found plenty to talk about. Uh, anyway, after the break, we'll talk about the baseball story that I. <sighs> the baseball story that has me <laughs> clapping for Rob Manfred. For once. You heard that right. For once. It's getting to be that time of year. The weather's warming, the clouds are parting, and simply put, it's summer. But with all the fun that summer brings, it also brings hard work to keep that yard looking clean. 
Introducing the Garumba, the fully automated lawnmower that senses your lawn and trims it to your liking. With Garumba, you just set it and forget it. Now available at most retailers, Garumba is the perfect gift for the man in your life. Get the lawn you've always dreamed of without lifting a finger with Garumba. So I know you're all waiting with bated breath to see, like, oh, what could Silas possibly be celebrating Rob Manfred for? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's for cracking down. Okay. Trevor Bauer, I think we talked about this story God, months ago. Yep. Yeah. A long um, time ago at this point. Where he was, like, abusing the women he was with and whatever. It, like, whether it be, I don't know. It, that story is very complicated. However, he's been under investigation for a long time. Um, he wasn't convicted criminally in the court. I know that case got dismissed, but he continued to be on what's called the commissioner's exempt list. So he wasn't allowed to play. So that happened almost half of last year. And so far this year, this week, Rob Banford finally gave his judgment uh, as to what the punishment would be for Trevor Bauer. And it's a two-year suspension. Yeah, he's probably done. It's, I think, 360-something games. It is. So, first of all, hats off to you, Mr. Commissioner, for standing up and making a punishment that actually might deter people from doing something and actually making Trevor Bauer regret actions he's taken. Because a lot of these leagues love to say how much they support women, uh, you know, people of color, you name it, any sort of community that they like to. But then when push comes to shove and somebody is, you know, abusing their spouse or, you know, taking action, like anything, they're like, oh, two games. If it's the NFL. Oh, okay. 20 games, five games. If it's the MLB, this hopefully becomes the norm of like, Hey, you you can't, we can't have this in our sport. We can't have anything even questioned around the sport. We don't want any sort of bad press. Mm. I hope it becomes the norm here. So good for you, Rob Manfred and Trevor Bauer. I hope to never see you again. Yeah, it's 324 games. It's the 19th game of 2024 is when he'd be eligible to return. Do you Jeez. think he ever plays again? Really? I don't think he will. Two years is a lot of time. Two years is a lot of time. And who wants that name associated with their team? True. It's also just a long time for a pitcher to not pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's taking out of all the bad press, just like it's not a smart move. Right. Baseball wise. Yeah, absolutely. And like Trevor Bauer, not the youngest of guys. He's kind of been a journeyman. He's been with, what, four different teams or something like that before the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's already been around the block once or twice. But all that to be said, I just want to say, you know, Roger Goodell, take note, man. Nobody's saying, man, Trevor Bauer probably should have gotten less of a pun. Like, everyone's like, wow, okay, punishment fits a crime. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you're making the decision, 
on one of your star players in the sport uh, that has a lot of people making allegations against him and you're figuring out how much you want to suspend this guy for, take note because you got one coming up. We're going to know if Deshaun Watson is suspended for a year, a couple games, not at all, but nobody's saying anything about bad about this. Interesting. So, interesting. Just saying. No easy way to transition uh, from a conversation like that, but I'll do my best. Let's Watch this. spin <laughs> the wheel of whimsy. Evan, free parking is up to seven. Seven donations. Seven, seven, seven. Now, obviously, you can't be picking that, but I just want to let you know okay. that if it lands on that, you get seven. So here we go. What are we picking this week? I'm going to pick local schools and let's see here. Boys and Girls Club. I feel like they're related to the draft somehow, so I'm going to pick them. It's kind of a long spin. We have a winner, ladies and gentlemen. Boys and Girls Club. Double donation. It's been a long time. Has it? I, I don't think he's had a spin in a minute. Oh no, I think this is the shortest gap we've ever had. Yeah, but between it's still been doubles. A <laughs> yeah, shortest gap is still pretty long. All things considered, <laughs> hey, that we've only fine. had three of them hit. <laughs> yeah, ever, you know? that's fine. Uh, wow. So good job, boys and girls club. Double donation. Congrats. Uh, next week we will be putting that free parking up to eight donations. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. It is a lot. So maybe we'll hit it one day. I yeah. don't know. Probably not. Maybe. Uh, this weekend, if you're in our area, which is obviously the southeastern Pennsylvania. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Evan. The Bucks County uh, Corridor. The 18944. Red or shirt. Or 60. <laughs> or 19122. The Redshirt Waterboys podcast <laughs> is sponsoring a trivia night uh, to be hosted by Trinity Lutheran Church. It's in conjunction with Sopranos Pizzeria. <gasps> and really? Yes. I didn't know that. Eating good in the neighborhood. Wow, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pizzeria. <laughs> Uh, that is bleep that. What? You can't say that. Yeah, we can. What? Eating good in the neighborhood? No, it's a trademark statement. Who cares? Stop saying it. No, I'm gonna keep eating saying. Good it. In you the can't say that. We're gonna be eating good in our neighborhood. That's perfect. So, I'll check with our legal team. In conjunction Hi, with the legal team, Sopranos fine. and Trinity Lutheran Church, we will be hosting a trivia night. Uh, it will be a five round jubilee. There will be a picture round, a music round, and three general trivia rounds. Thank God. Team, it's team thing, and we encourage intergenerational mingling um, because if you're too young, you might not know some of the older older stuff, but if you're too old, you might not know some of the younger stuff. So we're going to try and mix it up, make it as fair as possible, make it as fun as possible. Um, so that will be happening on Saturday, May 7th. We will be sharing the sign-up link if people want to sign up. There will be prizes. Prizes to win. Awarded by each round winner as well as the top three teams of the night. Sure. Let's say. They have no cash value. Just kidding. That we know of. <laughs> they have all the cash value. Uh, and obviously, Sopranos will be supplying pizza and all the good food. So it, it's bound to be a great time. So join us if you can. Um, that is on Saturday. You got anything else for this week? I don't know, man. It, draft week's so boring for me. Not and for I me. know I said it earlier <laughs> on the show, but like, it's just so boring. 
Well, I'm supposed to get excited about a second round wide receiver and a you know fifth round quarterback or something like yeah, give me a break. Forget it. Just SpongeBob turns 23 today. Is SpongeBob still on? Yeah. Why? Why not? It's a cash yeah. cow. No, they're beating a dead horse, I think. Yeah, I think they should just kind of You know, like okay. And you can ask your parents this. Like, what they watched as kids, like, that stops eventually. You just, all right. They watched the, the Looney Tunes. The Looney, they still yeah, make Looney Tunes. But the kids crap. today, they have Coca Melon. They have all these Ugh. Netflix Coca-Melon. shows. They have all these, like, uh, The Loud House on, on Nickelodeon. Like, they got all these Paw shows. Paw Patrol. Yeah, Paw Patrol. Like, they don't need SpongeBob. They don't deserve SpongeBob, is the thing. I feel like kids' programming has gotten less good. That was a wild thing to say that they don't deserve SpongeBob. That was out of line. Well, they certainly nobody deserves the SpongeBob they continue to publish. Okay, that stuff is bad. That I'll agree with. Okay, that's what I'm saying. They don't deserve the SpongeBob that they're getting. Okay, which is inferior SpongeBob. If they just replayed seasons one through three on loop and just made that the pool of episodes that's you could choose from, programming. Fine, yeah, the, absolutely, they deserve SpongeBob then. But you know, the stuff they're doing now is like weird and the animation's different and you know the jokes aren't funny i feel like the golden age of children's television was between 2000 2010 is that because that's when you were a child no i mean just think of the heavy hitters we got we got fairly odd parents heavy hitter yes or no (laughs) for me personally yes uh i'll say yes put these all on the poll go ahead fairly odd parents the explorer oh god i'll say yes kim possible no Jimmy Neutron. Yes. Max and Ruby. God, Max and Ruby's a good show. Ruby and Max. I'll say no, but it is a great show. Danny Phantom. Loved uh, that show. What? I didn't watch a ton of it, but I loved what I did. The Proud Family. That's yep. great show. Absolutely. Camp Laszlo. Well, I think a lot of these also <laughs> are like being remade. Like Paramount Plus, I think, is doing the, the Proud Family reboot. Uh, and there's an iCarly reboot, which was very popular when we were like middle school age-ish. How long until they do the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody reboot? I don't know if they will. I think that's got some money potential. Like, I think a, a, a show that probably should have gone longer than it did was Fairly Odd Parents. That and show... They went a long time. They had, the, they had a freaking kid. I know, but I'm saying that should have gone on Puff longer. or something like that. Poof. I think Puff... Puff? What's her name? Poof. That show should have gone on longer than SpongeBob. Because SpongeBob was so. a better show in general. But you know what deserved a better run than all of that? Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron was criminal. Jimmy Neutron underrated. really got the short end of the stick. It really did. What a great, great show. Anyway, that's the show for this week. Join <laughs> us on Saturday for <laughs> trivia. And if not, we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode. Happy Mother's Day, all the moms. The Red Shirt Water Boys podcast. Need a refill? Listen to past shows by subscribing to our podcast feed. Stay in the loop by following us on social media. On Twitter, at redshirt underscore pod. On Instagram, redshirt underscore waterboys. Or just email us at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.